Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast. Uh, Responding to God in this season, part four, and probably our final podcast in this mini-series. If you've been listening along, you'll remember we started with Tim Fellows and then Adrian and then Tim Barton. So it's either gone steadily uphill or downhill, depending on how you assess things. But we're definitely finishing strongly, spending some time with Roxy. Roxy, thanks for joining me. You're welcome. (laughs) Is this your first ever podcast? It is. It's a bit intimidating. Oh, it's... It's fine. We're just having a conversation. Just having a conversation, and there happens to be fifty or sixty people that are sort of listening. <laughs> Not intimidating at all. Not intimidating <laughs> at all. And the reason I thought we'd uh, talk to Roxy a little bit is for two reasons. Partly, um, Roxy, you'll have been involved when we did the church family meeting, and as we've written to people, we've spoken a lot about uh, our work with children and families, and um, you lead a lot of these areas. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's my role. <laughs> it's it's all kicking off for you, really. So you're the best person to give us a little bit of flavour. I mean, of you know, thicken the picture a little bit. So let's talk a little bit more. Give people a better idea of mm-hmm. what you know what we've been trying to communicate, really. So, um, I mean, let's start with Sunday. So you run the kids' work on a Sunday. Yeah. Tell us how many teams you lead. Um. So I help to oversee. Uh, Engage team, ripples, bubbles, splash, and then um, me and Natalie sort of oversee storm and she oversees surge. So there's a lot so, of different groups going on on a Sunday then. Yeah. Maybe. And we can sometimes hear them downstairs when they're all charging about. <laughs> I hope so. So. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a bit, I mean, in the last year you've noticed, it, I mean, it's got busier, right? T- tell mm. us a bit about what it's been like up here on a Sunday over the last year. Yes, I mean, um, it probably helps that we've, had a load of babies. Yeah. Good <laughs> work, church. Keep it up. <laughs> a lot of families having babies. So, I mean, um, Ripples, which is our youngest group, that's the zeros to threes, has grown a lot. Yeah. Um, and we've got a really brilliant team, and that team's growing as well. Um, so that helps. When you but, say a lot, mm. right? I mean, how many how many babies do we have? Uh, so, I think Ish. this Sunday, um, we had Pauline on Ripples and a couple of other people helping. And I think there was about seven babies. And there was um, definitely a couple downstairs as well. Yeah, so they didn't, they didn't all come up. Um, if they were all to come up, I think we would have had to suddenly recruit some extra volunteers to help out. Um, but we used to maybe have like two little yeah. ones turn up on a Sunday. Now it's between five and eight, I think, most Sundays. Um, and then overall I mean we have grown as well with new families coming in Um, so this Sunday it was really busy actually with visitors Um, I'm not sure whether that was down to dedication or what but we had um, 35 0 to 14s that's a lot of children so yeah so I mean and this is normal isn't it I mean so it was dedications last Sunday but if you come up here on a Sunday Mm. morning it's busy it's full on yeah it's really busy Um, and 9s to 13s are a pretty crazy bunch but uh, yeah there's loads of them Um, and and how are you coping with this increase because you know that that presents its challenges doesn't it yeah definitely so I mean we we created an engaged team which is a more sort of recent thing over the past year which really the 
aim of that is to have um, a consistent registration and welcome team but also have more of a pastoral side so a couple of extra people every Sunday just to jump in a group if there's too many children or to um, help a new child transition into their group um, yeah. or go and fetch a parent if something's um, upsetting one of the kids um, that sort of thing so we've sort of created this new team to try and combat that a little bit Yeah. Um, but yeah also kind of trying to meet regularly with our team encourage them and um, give them extra training and sort of in our team meetings discussing how do we actually um, how do we work with a mixture of children that have grown up in church I was going to say that's one of the lovely things isn't it that you've been saying that because we've had more and more children coming from a not church background Mm -hmm. that that's a great thing that kind of kids that maybe have they're uh, meeting children from really from a different kind of world yeah and um, that's what we'd want isn't it <laughs> yeah I mean like this is the dream really like yeah. you've got a mixture of children that have grown up in church um, that some know a lot some yeah. think they know a lot um, and then you suddenly have a load of kids that come in and don't feel confident in that environment and don't know a lot or maybe are willing to challenge the ones that don't yeah. that, that think they know a lot and it's um difficult sometimes behaviorally and yeah. sometimes it's difficult getting the balance right helping the new ones to feel welcomed where yeah. there's a load of kids that are already established but but actually it's really lovely and really encouraging to see um children that have been in it for a long time welcoming in new children children that are new presenting challenges for kids that think they know it all and kind of give the it's right answers. It's not so different from the adults downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, it's really encouraging and it presents a load of challenges and yeah. things we're having to try and um, just kind of cope with day. Yeah, yeah. This is the sort of capacity there. issue we've hinted at a few times, isn't it? That, yeah. that the growth is fantastic and the kingdom of God, this is what we want to see, mm. but you feel stretched. Yeah, we feel stretched. I mean, it's not just me. The team are brilliant on a Sunday and they, yeah. um, each week there's different challenges, but actually um, we don't want those guys to burn out. We want to yeah. um, keep refreshing them and give them time as well to be in the service. And so actually in growing the team, you're giving more opportunity for the team to feel like they can keep going for longer. And yeah, and so this is a good chance to say again something we've tried to say a lot in the last year, which is if you have a child in the kids' work, then it would be really great if you could actually be on team yeah, once a yeah. month to support what your child benefits Yeah, and it's not so. necessarily having to eat into your week, like planning stuff. Actually, we've got people that love planning and yeah. um, love teaching, but it probably would be, you know, um, just, just joining in. Yeah, joining in, helping yeah. the yeah. kids cut out things, helping them to um, sit and listen. If they're upset, then making yeah. them feel comfortable and um, just looking after them a little bit and, yeah. yeah, just that sort of thing. So that's a bit about inside the building. Mm-hmm. And, and people may be a little bit aware of that if they're here on a Sunday, but what many people won't be aware of at all, really, in their experience is the stuff going on outside the building. Um, so let's start with the sort of Horbush events you've been doing for, well, as long as I've been here, so over two years now? It was probably like three years. <laughs> three years. So yeah, maybe. you've been getting consistently, what, about 60 people, would you say, the last few events? Yeah, um, yeah, we've probably had between 40 and 50 kids at both events and maybe 20 to 30 adults at the events. Um, very, it depends on weather, that helps. But I mean, at our last one, it rained the whole time and we had more families than I realised, especially lots of new ones as well. 
And what's the point of these rocks? You know, why do you make the time six, seven, eight times a year to go and create a couple of hours for people to come? I mean, I guess there's a, a few aims that I see. Um, one of the main ones is really building relationships. So obviously, yeah. because I've, you know, I've been in it for a few years now and a few of the volunteers have as well we've built relationships with these uh, parents some of them come to every single event and have been coming since the start um, and they're very open to chatting about their lives um, I think yeah. I said the other Sunday actually like we all love chatting about ourselves I yes. love it when somebody asks me about my life or climbing or whatever but um, that means that often people are very open you just have to ask yeah. a couple of questions about their life and they're very open but also we're finding that they're asking about our lives so yeah. you know I had one of the mums who knows me through a few different things but she came to a family afternoon and she asked me um whether I uh, go out drinking whether I'm allowed to drink and mm. kind of what my social life looks like and I didn't get much opportunity to talk because there was so much going on but um Actually, I could tell she was kind of hinting at what does it actually mean to be a Christian? Yeah, she's Are trying you to work you out, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, and we have loads of those sorts of questions. Um, and they really value like us being there, sharing openly, listening to them. Listening is such a big deal, isn't it? I, yeah. People don't often get all the research shows that people don't really get a lot of listen to in life. And genuine listen as genuine well. Genuine listen. Yeah. But also, you know, the psychotherapists that I've read would say, that we find it almost impossible to distinguish being loved and being listened to. That when someone really listens yeah. to us, we feel yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, we, if we want to share something of Jesus' love with these people, so often it does start with just mm -hmm. listening to them, doesn't it? Yeah. And allowing them to, yeah, yeah. you know, talk. and. So you've been doing this for a while, you've built some relationships. Again, you're facing a bit of a capacity challenge. Yeah, at times, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think because there's so many um, families coming, actually, we've probably often got enough team members to just about run the events, but actually what I just talked about, wanting to give them time just to listen to them, to yeah. chat to them about, um, you know, Jesus' love and what that impacts on our lives and how that impacts their lives. There's not as much time to do that, so, yeah, um, yeah I think always trying to find extra help and space yeah. and yeah. Uh, ways to facilitate that. Um, and we have um, seen some people come to church and come to faith yeah. off the back of this. It, it, those of you who remember, we baptised Nina a couple of weeks yeah. ago. And of course, Nina, yeah. he, you know, we met through TLG, but part of her journey to come into faith also was a Horbush Gardens yeah. where she got talking to Tim. Tim and, and yeah, he invited her to a Sunday morning and it yeah. just came naturally through their conversation. It doesn't always happen that way, you know, not. but actually yeah. it's totally worth it for those few that do make that transition. And I think some of them are really interested in that and they probably just haven't had the invite. Yeah. Um, I yeah. think sometimes people feel like they need to be invited to that sort of thing because they wouldn't just walk in on a no. Sunday morning. It's not their normal thing. It's not their normal routine. Um, but I think it's really exciting. You know, Nina's brilliant and she still carries on coming to the family afternoons yeah. and yeah. um and I think there's a lot of opportunity to for her she had lots of people that just connected to her a little bit so you yeah, know we often feel intimidated don't we? like yeah. I'm not sure I could do everything but you know with most people it's it's a little bit isn't it yeah, so I think just of, asking. I think of a you know family that's joined the church fairly recently who 
first point of contact was through the top scoop. Yeah. And again, it, it was a sort of little bits of conversation we all had and eventually they build relationships and then, you, you know, we can't, most of us can't do everything. Yeah. But we can all do a bit of really. Yeah, yeah. And if know. it's the same family I'm thinking of, they've now invited other people to other events, their friends, and I think yeah. has a knock-on effect. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for Nina, she connected with Michaela. She came to the family afternoon. Yeah. Then a couple of other people started connecting with her. And it was just maybe asking how she was on a Sunday morning or yeah. offering to give her a lift somewhere or, um, you know, just asking how her week's been and chatting to her at the family afternoon. Um, yeah. So we could we could talk about tots, but I mean, I think we're going to do that in a, hopefully in a month or two's time say we won't spend much time now but that similarly would say Mm -hmm. there's some potential for growth there we've done other events over easter that have been similar i mean overall you know your your what's your overall impressions then you you know this has really got some potential to go somewhere you think Mm -hmm. you know yeah definitely i mean um especially when we're talking about the families in the horbush area actually so many of them are really connected to one another so you know a lot of them um like everybody knows each other really um and and i just like i would love to see um you know god sort of outpouring on that area you know his love impacting one family which then ripple affects you know um other families as well and and working in the school i mean we're in the school we're uh, working with the gardens you know my dad's sort of running that and I think because because there's so much connection, it would be amazing just to see sort of a butterfly effect or yeah. you know ripple yeah, effect. Really, what we need is not loads more events, isn't it? That's not what we're saying. We're not no, saying we need yeah. to do more events, yeah. but we need we need time in mm. our own lives to be able to spend with people, isn't yeah. it? Really, it's, yeah, really, it's yeah. time for relationships. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got some great events already. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think there was. I I went to some training and and they they'd done a study, and um they found that with um the younger generation sort of probably sort of thirties and uh, the way that they uh, wanted to know about church was through one to one discipleship. Well, really? they didn't That's call it that, but yeah. um you they know didn't meeting want to with come somebody to something and they, be told yeah. stuff. So the the options were I think like meeting one-to-one with a Christian um, going to like um, a course or whatever or going to an actual service mm. so like a small group thing or a bigger mm. service and it was mm. now I want I want to chat with somebody one-to-one whereas actually they found in the older generation it was going to a service yeah um, and I think that's reflected in conversations I've had with families yeah. at the events uh, where they've just wanted to chat and that is fascinating yeah. so in days of you who are listening to this who have been in the church for a while you'll know that over the last year or two we've talked a lot about missional lives rather than missional events mm-hmm. and what you're talking about is exactly why isn't it because people once upon a time might have come to faith through events yeah but so often now it is the one-to-one relationships yeah, and yeah. that's what we need to make time for mm, definitely now we're hoping in the the year out program um will provide a couple of young people a year who, as well as investing in them, they will be able to invest in this kind of work. That will mm-hmm. be some welcome help for you, Ashi. Yeah, definitely. Um, but also as part of that, um, we're hoping it will cover some of your time because, of course, we're looking to release you to go mm-hmm. and study. Yeah. So having given people a flavour of what you're involved in at the moment, um, I just wanted to take five minutes at the end of this podcast to ask you a bit about that. Yeah. So 
Roxy, for those who don't know you so well, why have you got to a point in your life where you want to do some theological study? What sort of led you to to think about that seriously? Um, so I, I guess it's something I've thought about for a long time. Um, in college, I really enjoyed sort of philosophical study and yeah. that sort of thing. Um, so I guess it was inspired from, from then. Yeah. Um, and... I decided not to go to university at that point mm. and went straight into work, which was amazing for me. But um, I I think probably over the past year, God's done a lot of, a lot of work in my life. Um, you don't always see it yourself, do you? But yeah. I think other people have, you know, have seen it in me and people that I've like journeyed with a little bit have seen yeah. difference in me and um, not saying that everything's now sorted, but actually a lot of the... A lot of the struggles I would have had, I think, yeah. with committing to studying, I've, I feel like I've overcome a lot of that. So a lot of um, worrying about, oh, like, am I going to be good enough? Yeah. Or that sort of yeah. thing, yeah. overcome a lot of that. But also I think I've probably grown in my work capacity and yeah. um, I feel like I can do the same job that I've always done, but actually yeah. more efficiently and, yeah. Um, yeah. and better. Um, and actually I'm just really... I th- I'm at a point where I'm excited about studying yeah. and, you know, delving into the Bible more and the context of it and, uh, you know, how that relates to my life and yeah. and that sort of thing and applying that and growing in, in that area of ministry as well. Yeah, that's, that's great. So like you say, there's sort of, there's the personal capacity, isn't it? You yeah. come to a place where you can do this and, and maybe wanting to push on in something you wouldn't have done before. Yeah. But also, you know, my own experience of study has been that to take the time to do that, at the time you're you're doing less because you're studying, but yeah. it gives you like a big massive well yeah. of rich stuff that you then draw on mm-hmm. for the rest of your life, really. Yeah, yeah. And then what a fantastic thing for you to create a well in you as you input into the children, young people and families here. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know you've got a few worries about a study how can, we, how can we pray for you as you explore this and you know maybe tell us I know you haven't committed to anything mm. yet but again people won't necessarily know like what will it look like for you mm. to do this study like on a week-to-week yeah, yeah. basis what yeah what, what's that going to involve for you probably or possibly yeah um so it'll be part-time study so I'll be working alongside it don't yeah. worry guys I'm not leaving <laughs> but um it'll be uh probably like a day out a week to do study and then maybe fit in a couple of hours elsewhere and one of the courses I've been looking at would require me to uh, travel to a hub Um, so I think one of them is in Manchester um, and maybe have like a study block week at the start of the year as well Um, so yeah I think practically that's how it would look yeah and how can we sort of pray for you oh, as you yeah. explore um, this you know I, I know you've got one or two things you're a bit concerned about so it'd be great to pray for you yeah just praying I guess as I said I've been looking at one particular course um which looks amazing it's brilliant um but I really want to feel a piece about it and mm-hmm. you know discern that it's the right thing and the right time I don't want to rush into something just for the sake of doing it yeah um so yeah just praying for a piece for the right um the right course the right location that sort of thing um and yeah like um probably an assurance that 
you know for September mm. that I can I can do it I am able you know it's been a long time since A-level yeah like yeah, yeah so yeah. actually um, you know the practical stuff like essay writing and managing study time and that sort of yeah. thing like getting back into those habits um, you know appreciate prayer for that and confidence in that as well so yeah. but I know that I've got a lot of people yeah. that are very supportive um, around me including yourself so yeah. <laughs> well we're definitely you know those of you listening maybe when you finish the podcast be good to pray for Roxy mm. for those things yeah that'd be really good um, brilliant well I think that gives people a bit of a flavour a bit more flesh on the bones both of your study and the work you're involved in so again for those of you who'll be listening to this um, do you get your responses back in the next week or two we need to start making some decisions we need to tell Roxy whether she's actually can go and study or not <laughs> um, and, and, and those sorts of things so do you get your responses back in the next week or two um, that would be great thank you Roxy thank you for having me alright <laughs> thanks for listening <laughs>